0: Throughout history, various cultures have harnessed the power of psychedelic substances for ritualistic, spiritual, and healing purposes. From the ancient rituals of indigenous tribes to the counterculture movement of the 1960s, psychedelics have long been associated with altering perceptions and expanding the mind. I feel like in today's times, we're working hard to expand our minds to build understanding between ourselves and other people different generations are learning how to break out of traditional thought patterns and beliefs that have typically resulted in division. Being in my twenties, I'm constantly learning how to be a better man, break bad habits that I've learned from men before me and learn how to be comfortable being vulnerable with others. But there's also people like me who might also be experiencing racial trauma. Having interviewed folks before on these topics such as identity and psychedelic assisted therapy, I wanted to explore the conversation more about different psychedelic practices and how it influences the perception of ourselves. Welcome back to Sarah Today's episode is an exciting exploration into the world of psychedelics, particularly microdosing, and how it might help people break inhibitive thought patterns and be a more inclusive tool for well-being. I'm your host, Corian Thomas, and we have a special guest with us today, Greg Spivak, an optimal health coach who works with clients using various lifestyle practices, breath work, meditation, nutrition, movement, mindset, and even psychedelics such as microdosing. Let's dive right into the interview with Greg. Greg, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Can you tell us a bit more about yourself and the work you do as an optimal health coach?
1: I guess, where, where should I start? So I, uh, I refer myself as a, as a uh, optimal health coach. I work with clients and groups, you know, companies on different fronts, but all gearing towards, you know, helping people to achieve their most optimal version of themselves, utilize things such as, uh, you know, life, different lifestyle practices, you know, meth, uh, breath work, meditation, uh, nutrition, movement, mindset, and the use of psychedelics such as microdosing.
0: So, microdosing involves taking sub-perceptual doses of psychedelics regularly. The people that Greg works with who experience stress and anxiety during their day-to-day lives claim that microdosing is helpful in staying centered and focused. Can you share with us how your journey with psychedelics began and the impact it had on you?
1: So I was actually 15 years old. Uh and I, I had no idea what I was doing. And some people had given me some mushrooms. Um, my older my older brother's friends, that was a good idea to give a 15-year-old some mushrooms. And uh no idea what I was doing, no context, no set, setting, any of that. And it was very overwhelming. There was nothing remarkable about it except just like, wow, that was extremely overwhelming and like <laughs> things are melting around me. Um and then flash forward, wow, probably 13 years later, I think I was 28. I was on a backpacking trip on the top of the Sierras and uh, like the tip top of the Great Western Divide, and was you know had plans to do mushrooms with a group of friends and had a very transformative experience, had much more life experience from that from 15 to 28. There were there were a massive, you know, form of you know growth and development and also and healing from past traumas. that felt like there was a massive weight that was taken off of me. And I I was much lighter afterwards as able to come to peace with a lot of things I was grappling with at the time, come to, you know, better understand myself and better love myself. And that was a monumental moment from then going forward.
0: Many people have reported similar transformative experiences with psychedelics. How do you think these substances can be particularly helpful for someone who's trying to Resolve some personal traumas, or really just make themselves into a better person.
1: When you're a man, you know you're trying to do a lot in, in this world, and you have you know big shoes to fill from you know the shoes that your yeah, your dad left you and whatever else. You know it's, it comes with a, with a lot of pressures and a lot of uh, you know for me at least a lot of self-deprecation. You know a lot of uh, denial of self-love and celebration of successes up until that point. But that did completely obliterate my ego, which is the framework of those identities. And it forced me to like look at everything from a completely blank slate and realize that like, hey man, like you're pretty fucking awesome. You and you're doing a lot, and and, and you're you know, and and you you're on your path, and you just have to trust it, and you have to believe in yourself, you have to love yourself. Being an adult and, you know, you have there's a, there's an inevitable level of suffering that we all experience in life that you know kids can't understand because their egos aren't you know, developed yet.
0: So that's an interesting point you raised about the ego. Could you explain how psychedelics and meditation play a role in enhancing consciousness and personal development?
1: to walk in a new path after you've ingrained a certain path, it takes much more effort and it's much more uncomfortable. It's much harder to to do that repeatedly when you've been doing that path over there. So now, essentially, when you're on psychedelics or when you're in a meditative state, you're able to fill in all these pathways. You're able to explore new paths and with those new paths can become new habits, new patterns of behavior, new perceptions, thoughts, and identities. So when you're in a meditative state, there's an area of your brain called your default mode network, and this is where your thoughts happen.
0: The default mode network is a network of interconnected brain regions that are active when our minds are at rest or when we're engaged in introspective thoughts. It's like the control center of our consciousness, responsible for our sense of self, our ego, and the way we perceive the world around us. When the default mode network is active, it creates a sense of coherence in our thoughts, shaping our identity, beliefs, and memories. In a way, it's like a mental fortress, keeping our ego intact and safeguarding our established perspectives. This is where psychedelics come into the picture. Researchers have found that certain psychedelic compounds have a remarkable effect on the default mode network, causing it to undergo what scientists call ego dissolution. As the name suggests, ego dissolution is the temporary loss of one's sense of self and identity. The boundaries that define us seem to dissolve, leading to a profound feeling of interconnectedness with the universe, often described as a oneness experience. Psychedelics, such as psilocybin found in magic mushrooms, or LSD, act as key catalysts in this process. When ingested, they interact with the brain's serotonin receptors, triggering a cascade of neural activity that disrupts the default mode network's normal functioning. This is one of the similarities researchers have found between people taking psychedelics or practicing meditation. While psychedelics and meditation may seem like different paths to altered states of consciousness, they both share some striking similarities. At the core, both practices can lead to a sense of ego dissolution and a deeper connection with the present moment. During meditation, individuals often strive to quiet the mind, letting go of the constant stream of thoughts and worries. This process can lead to a state of heightened awareness, similar to what happens when the default mode network is temporarily disrupted by psychedelics. But then I guess some people would ask, why take psychedelics when you could just feel better by meditating?
1: If it's doing similar things to the brain as meditation is, when you're trying to meditate, you you could you can make the argument that you're trying to enhance your consciousness, right? So if the same is happening when you're taking psychedelics, you are also enhancing your consciousness. So Two tools for consciousness enhancement, it just, you know, it, it depends kind on of what your vehicle is. But if it can in- increase someone's awareness and, and consciousness to the point of where they actually see that there's a path of healing and growth to be walked, and that there's other modalities such as meditation that I should probably be doing to help enhance the quality of my life, cool, I'm, I'm going to do that. But most people don't have the discipline to sit down and meditate, you know, just by themselves. But when they can enhance their consciousness a little bit, open up their mind a bit, they can see that there's other things I should be doing.
0: As research into the intersection of psychedelics, the default mode network, and the ego continues, we're gaining a deeper understanding of the potential applications for mental health, addiction treatment, and personal growth. I'm no expert on any of this, but talking to Greg, what I'm learning from his experience practicing microdosing and helping his clients do the same, I see that psychedelics could be a way to humble yourself and get out of your own way. Okay, so it's intriguing how psychedelics can influence our brain and consciousness. Let's shift gears and talk about macrodosing and microdosing. Could you give us a breakdown of the differences in the purposes of these two practices? I mean, when
1: you're on a macros with mushrooms, it's kind of like a, it's, it's like a big reset for yourself. You're able to have a lot of epiphanies, thoughts, feelings, emotions that, that come you, know, you rush to the forefront that you might otherwise, you know, be suppressing. So it's a big kind of like a uh, hard reset to do for yourself periodically. Some people like to do it monthly. That quarterly you know once a year twice a year i definitely recommend doing it you know at least twice a year and and i do would recommend this for everyone as long as you're, you're set and your setting is you know is established you know you go into this with intention and purpose you're safe and you're, and you're comfortable wherever you're doing this at. i prefer to do it in nature um but it's to, to each their own when you're doing that you're you know there's you, you might you might cry you might you might laugh you're experiencing a lot of effects so there's a difference between effects and benefits so when you're microdosing you're going for the benefits
0: such as increase present moment awareness reduce anxiety improve focus and enhance overall well-being okay that's fascinating do you have any advice for people who might want to explore microdosing I recommend people
1: who want to explore microdosing and kind of get into a protocol. I recommend the FATIMAN protocol. Uh, that's four days on, three days off. Um, not just so you don't build up a tolerance, just like you would with caffeine or anything else. Definitely uh, choosing where you want to do that, you know, blocking off a period of time, for four, five, six hours. Maybe having some intentions going into it, bringing a journal with you, doing it maybe during the daytime if you're out in nature, nighttime, definitely somewhere safe, you're not going to drive. Uh, and then, and then, then afterwards, you know, integrating that, you know, what, did, what are my takeaways? You know, how can I best put this in practice when I come back to a homeostasis?
0: That's great advice, Greg. So you mentioned breathwork as part of your coaching practice. How does breathwork complement the use of psychedelics for someone who wants to develop themselves personally?
1: Breathing is the most important function of life. When you're feeling stressed or anxious, typically your breath is following suit and you're breathing in a stress and anxious way that's perpetuating your feelings like you're feeling uh, you know, emotionally, physically, mentally. And then also too, you know, you can also control those feelings, those emotions with your breath. You can slow things down if you're feeling too excited, too stimulated. So it's all kind of controlled by the breath. That's the only function of your autonomic nervous system, which you're able to actually control. And thus you can influence the rest of the nervous system.
0: Okay, so whether that's breath work done through deep meditative practices or under the influence of psychedelics, individuals frequently report a sense of interconnectedness with all living beings and an appreciation for the beauty and complexity of existence.
1: So when I lead uh, breathwork classes, I like to play loud music. I won't say complex music, but dynamic music, a lot of the kind of different things going on helps you really like get out of your own mind. So when you control the senses, you know, I like to pump you know essential oils into air, give people blindfolds. So we're controlling three of the main senses and, you know, it's sort of overwhelming it, overwhelming it with, with, with one scent, right? Whether it's like lavender or something like that, loud music and no uh, visual stimulation coming in.
0: It's amazing how interconnected these practices are. So before we wrap up, any final thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners about psychedelics and overall well-being?
1: You tune into a lot of the subtleties that are going on in the natural world all the time, and they're beautiful, right? There's beauty all around us, and we tend to miss it. One of my favorite sayings is that beauty needs a witness, and there's beauty all around you.
0: So there you have it folks, today's Epidose of Serotonin took us on a mind expanding journey into the world of psychedelics and their potential impact on our lives. We explored how these substances can lead to transformative experiences, break down barriers in our minds, and open us up to new perspectives. We also learned about the fascinating similarities between psychedelics and meditation, both leading to ego dissolution and a deeper connection with the present moment. Breathwork, another fantastic practice, complements psychedelics by helping us regulate our emotions and reduce stress. But remember, responsible use is crucial. Educate yourself, create a safe environment, and approach psychedelics with mindfulness and care. Greg Spivak, our awesome guest and optimal health coach, shared his personal journey with psychedelics and how they helped him grow and heal. Greg also does great work with Muse, a new and exciting functional mushroom research company dedicated to sharing the benefits of functional mushrooms. To learn more about his work, you can follow Greg at OFX underscore coach on Instagram and learn more about Muse at mymuselife.com. Thank you so much again for listening. Sarah Tunin is recorded, edited, and produced by myself. If you like the show, you can find the podcast online on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and iTunes. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and please be sure to rate it and leave a comment to share what you enjoyed or how I can improve. It helps out a lot. And if you've done that already, thank you so much. Please consider sharing the show with a friend or family member. And you can follow the show updates on Instagram, TikTok, or on my personal website, which is all linked in this podcast description. So until next time, this is Korean Thomas. Thank you again so much. Keep exploring, keep learning, and of course, stay tuned.